So what I want to do is I want to share a message, quick message with you today from, from the book of Matthew chapter 2. So if you've got your Bibles, you can pull that out. Or if you've got your, um, your iPhone, your iPad, or as always, you can use your eyelids to, uh, to look at the screen, right? That corny jokes. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to look at the, this story. Now, this is the story of the Magi, the we three kings of Orient are. It's, it's the wise men. Now, we grew up, most of us have grown up believing that there were three wise men. But the Bible doesn't say there was three wise men. In fact, my first theological class in Bible college, our professor gave us a true or false uh, quiz to point out how little we really did know about the Bible. And this was one of the questions on there. True or false? There were three wise men. I'm like, yeah, there were three wise men. True. True or false? There were 120 people in the upper room. True. True or false? Noah was a woman. False. But there's two different Noahs in the Bible, and he was talking about a Noah who was a woman. And, and the Bible doesn't say there was 120 people in the upper room. It says there was about 120 people. I'm like, man, that's a technicality, right? And, and false, there wasn't three wise men. We don't know how many wise men there were. But that messed with me as, as a young person coming up through Bible college, like, whoa, I, I didn't know all this stuff. And I get your point that I don't know all this stuff, right? So, um, so that's, that's a little something. We don't know how many wise men there were. Could have been... Could have been three, could have been 15, could have been two. We just don't know, but we know they brought three gifts, didn't they? And, and something else that might mess with your nativity scene is they did not come to visit Jesus at the manger. They came about two years later to his house, okay? And so they brought him, when, when they came to visit him, this is where we pick up the story in Matthew 2. It says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Matt, like, What? This is, this is it. This is what we've been looking for. And they entered the house, and they saw the child with his mother. And they bowed down, and they worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chests, and they gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And what I want to talk about today is, is giving God a gift this Christmas. And that's kind of crazy for us to think about because, you know, what, what, what do you give? What do you give a God, right? And the wise men gave him gold, which is what you would give a king. They gave him frankincense, which is an incense that would be burned to deity. And they gave him myrrh, which was a burial spice. And little did they know that they were prophesying over this little baby. They had no idea what kind of life this baby would live, that he was, in fact, a king. This is a totally different sermon for another day, but he was, he had a legal right to the throne of David. He was a king. That's why Herod was afraid of him. And, and then he was God. He was fully God. He was deity. But on top of that, he wouldn't have a proper burial, would he? And so that's why the, the, the myrrh was given. So I want to talk about giving him a gift because after all, it is his birthday, right? It's kind of crazy to think about it. This is his birthday, but we get all the gifts. (laughs) 
How about we throw a birthday party for, uh, for you and then I get the gifts, right? You'd be like, what's up? Hold up, hold up. That's not fair. Well, that's, that's the way it is. It's Jesus' birthday, but we get the gifts. So I think it's just a good thought for us to, to, to think, to ponder, what am I going to get Jesus for his birthday? What am I going to give him? What would he even want? What do you get the savior of the world? What do you get a God? What do you get the creator, right? What do you get a king for his birthday? And I don't know about you, but giving gifts can be frustrating sometimes. Because, right, you got to know, you got to know what they like, what they don't like, what they have, what they don't have. I just, I don't like buying gifts. That's why I love gift cards. Come on, somebody. You can get a gift card to Cracker Burl or Creighton Burl. Y'all don't know what Creighton Burl is. We don't have a Creighton Burl up here. It's, it's, I don't even know what it is. It's like a container type store. It's like some sort of like home goods or something. You, you can get all kinds of gift cards out there. It reminds me of, uh, the giving gifts reminds me of the time that Boudreaux got Thibodeau a talking parrot. Boudreaux was at the flea market. And he was looking at all this stuff, and he came across a talking parrot, and he said, oh, man, my cousin Thibodeau would love this. He would love a talking parrot. And he got that talking parrot, and he sent it by mail to his cousin Thibodeau. Well, a few weeks later, Boudreaux went to visit Thibodeau, and he said, hey, man, you like that, you like that parrot I got you? And, and Thibodeau said, yeah, he tastes delicious. <laughs> and Boudreaux said, hey, you weren't supposed to eat that. That was a talking parrot. He could talk five languages. And Thibodeau said, well, he should have said something. (laughs) That's funny right there. That's that's good. Should have said something. Gift giving can be difficult, right? What What do I get? The king, especially if you're giving something to God. So here's my thought for the day. What can I give to God that he does not already have? What can I give to God that he does not already have? What do you get the king of the world? What do you get the creator of the universe? What do you get the almighty God who has everything already? And I just want to suggest to you today that he, there's, there's one thing on this planet that he does not have, he did not create, and he wants it. I know you're sitting there thinking like, what could he be talking about? My heart? He wants my heart, right? There's one thing that he, he does not have, he didn't create, and he wants it. And so here's what it is. Check it out. My sin. He doesn't have it. He didn't create it, but he wants it. It's the greatest gift that you could give to him on his birthday. I, and I, I, listen to me. He wants you to come to him with all of your messes. Can I get a witness? He wants you to come to him with all of your mess ups. With, he wants you to come broken and messed up and sinning and dirty and pitiful and unclean. And when you do, he says, man, that's what I've always wanted. That's the kind of gift I've always wanted. The Bible says that he delights to show us mercy. He wants to show us mercy. The best part of God's day is when you come to him, not already perfect, not already cleaned up, but you come to him in your imperfection and he makes you perfect by the blood of Jesus. No, that's the best part of his day. And I say say it like that because, you know, in the church world, we're kind of fighting to 
you know, we, we church it up a lot, don't we? I mean, I got my sports coat on today. And you know I don't wear this Monday through Friday. I just wear it on Sundays. I wear my sports coat. I church it up a little bit. I, I, put, I put on my facade. Somebody asks, how you doing today? Glory to God. I'm blessed and highly favored. The Lord's mercy is new every morning. His love endureth forever. You know, you start talking in King James because that proves how you know, great you are and how holy and how awesome and you know, you don't have any issues, right? God's been good to us, but we know the truth. We know that on the way to church this morning, your kids were fighting. You ran two red lights. You hit a dog. You were, you were slapping them in the back and quiet back there. If, 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 you do, if you don't behave at church, there will be no Christmas presents for you. And we're laughing because we, it's all happened to us, right? We've been there before. We've been there. It's, and we get out of the car. Quiet, quiet. Good morning. It's great to see you today. Hallelujah. And we just kind of, you know, we put on that little facade, and, and we have this notion that God needs us to get it together first. But he doesn't. He's not worried. He's not concerned. He's not scared of our issues. We don't have to get it together. The greatest gift you can give him is to say, here I am. All my mess, all my brokenness, all my dirtiness, here I am. And when you think about it, this is what he wants. Why, why would he send his son to live a blameless life for 33 years, die a gruesome death, conquer death, hell, and the grave if he didn't want you to come to him? with all of your stuff. Yeah, he wants you. He wants your mess. And so my prayer for you, my prayer for us during this Christmas season is that some point during this season, we will say, God, I've got a present for you. Here's my mess. Here's my marriage. Here's my week. Here's my sin. Here's my addiction. Here's the things I'm going through. Here's my faults. Here's my failures. Here's all my problems. Here it is, Jesus. And when we do that, when we say, God, I'm giving you this gift, he says, Oh, man. Well, hold it. Hold, I've got a gift for you, too. When, when you give him your gift, your sin, your mess up, he says, wait, wait, I got something for you, too. Have you ever been to a, a birthday party where, where they have a hostess gift? It's like the worst thing that's ever been created. Like, it's supposed to be about the person's birthday, but you've got to spend all this extra time and effort to give everybody else a gift so they don't feel left out. Come on, somebody. It's like, your, your turn's coming. You're going to have a birthday, too. Just, just wait. Well, it's a hostess gift. People do that everywhere. And you bring a birthday gift for the, for the person, and then they give you a gift in return. Or if you play Dirty Santa or White Elephant or something like that in the holidays, it's a gift exchange where you bring a gift, and sometimes you get, you get a better gift in return, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you walk away on the other side, just like, what is this? Right? Well, God has a gift exchange. God, God's in the gift exchange business. And, and his gift is always better than the gift we give him. His gift is always better. Um, and and here's, what I, here's what I want to say today. I, I want to point out three gifts that God gives you. Every time you bring him your mess, he has a gift exchange for you. There's something he wants to give you. And the first one is this. The first one is a gift for your past. A gift for your past. When you bring him your sin, when you bring him your mess ups, when you bring him the dirtiness of your life, he's got a gift for your past, which is salvation. 
See, some of you are still carrying your guilt. You're carrying your burden. You're carrying shame. You can feel the weight of your sin on you when you live this life. You're carrying it around. It's weighing on you. But he's got a gift. If you'll just bring your gift to him, if you'll just lay it at his feet, if you'll just say, here it is, God, he wants to give you the gift of salvation. Ephesians says it this way, that God saved you not because you were good enough, not because you earned your way in, not because you somehow did everything right, but he saved you by grace. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. He saved you by grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for it because it's a gift. You see, you don't earn gifts. You, don't, you can't earn gifts. You don't deserve gifts. He gives gifts. And you didn't earn this gift of salvation that he's given you. Have, have you ever heard somebody say, well, I just surrendered my life to the Lord. Right? And they make it sound like it was the worst thing they ever did in their life. Right? I just surrendered to him. You know, It was like he was holding me at gunpoint, and I just finally said, okay, Lord. Okay, you just take me. I didn't really want to surrender, but I did. And you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. It doesn't sound life-giving. doesn't sound like something I want to do. And let me just say, if you find yourself right now in a position where you're trying to serve God and it's exhausting and it's wearing you out and you're growing weary because you're trying to serve God, you might be doing it all wrong. Because it's not a, it's not a have to, it's a get to. I get to serve God. Wait, wait a second. God, you're telling me that you've washed my sins away? You're telling me that my, my past is erased. You're telling me that I, don't ha I, I have no more sin, no more shame, no more guilt. I'm free. I'm delivered. Like there's great days ahead of me. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. That's what God's telling you. That's the way we've got to look at it. So I'm just grateful that my past is erased. I'm grateful that my slate is clean, that he's given me a fresh start. But when you bring your mess to him, he, he's going to give you a gift for your past, but he's also going to give you a gift for your present. He's going to give you peace of mind. Just talking to someone this morning, a lady who said this is the first Christmas that she's come to church, the first time in eight years that she's been able to come to church at Christmas time with no depression. Come on, peace of mind, y'all. God's healing. God's working. God's working. He's doing something great. And there's somebody here today that you're in a pretty dark place right now emotionally. You're here. You're here in person. You're here in body. But, but spiritually, mentally, there's so much going on in your mind, you can't really hear what I'm talking about. And can I just tell you, that's exactly where Satan wants you. He wants you full of worry, full of fear, full of anxiety, full of doubt, full of turmoil. He wants you filled up with all of that so you won't reach the potential that God has for you, so that you won't be at peace in your mind. And if you're, if you're going through some turmoil in your mind right now, it's coming from, from one of three places. If you're going through turmoil, it's either coming from guilt, it's the guilt of your, your past, the guilt of your sin, the guilt of your shame. It's coming from something in your past where you, you haven't surrendered it to God. You haven't given it to God. You haven't let go of it. You haven't given it to him, and, and you're feeling it right now. Or it's coming, from, it's, it's coming from the second thing, which is grief. And grief is all, it's about what you've lost. You've lost a job. You've lost a, a, 
Maybe you've lost some money. Maybe you've lost a person in your life recently. You've lost some things and you're grieving right now and it's just messing with you in your mind. Or maybe it's coming from the last thing, it's coming from people. It's a grudge. And you're thinking, man, this life would be pretty awesome if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> right? And I would, say, I would say probably every one of us are dealing with the last one. There's always somebody. There's always something that's, that, that can be an issue that's causing turmoil in your mind. And let me just let me say, here's what I believe God's saying to you today. God's just saying, hey, if, if you'll bring me, listen, I've, there's nothing more that I want in this life than your guilt. If you'll bring it to me, I have, I have peace for you. It, hey, I would love nothing more than, than the grief that you're dealing with right now. If you'll, just, if you'll give it to me, I've got peace that I want to put in your heart. I've got peace I want to I give you in exchange for what you're dealing with. And, and listen, that, the people, the things you're dealing with, those grudges... Well, I, I would love to exchange that for peace in your, in your mind. I'd love that. And I think God's, God's just saying that today. He wants to exchange what you're going through right now, and he wants to give you peace in your mind. Jesus said it this way. He said, I'm leaving a gift for you in John chapter 14. I'm leaving, a, I'm leaving you with a gift, a gift that you can't earn, a gift that you don't deserve, a gift that you can't do anything about he, he's going to leave this for us, and this gift is peace of mind and heart. And Jesus says, "The peace I give you is a gift. The peace I give you is a gift that the world cannot give." Listen to me. Don't go looking for peace in the bottle. Don't go looking for peace in pills. Don't go looking for peace in in relationships and and in things and. And shopping, don't go looking for, for peace there. The, the true peace that you need is a gift from Jesus. And he's saying, I want to give it to you so bad. I want to exchange it for what you're dealing with right now. I want you to have this. I want to give it to you. And I don't know who this is for today, but let me say it this way. You can carry that burden if you want to. You can carry it if you want to. But you need to know that there is a gift under the cross of Jesus Christ. There's a gift under the tree, y'all. And it's peace of mind and it's peace of heart if you're willing to accept it, if you're willing to let go, if you're willing to give Jesus a gift. He'll give you that in exchange. Amen? Amen. Here's my messed up situation, Jesus. My guilt, my grudge, take it. And then the third thing he wants to give you is he wants to give you a gift for your future, eternal life. So when you come to him with all this mess, when you come to him with all this stuff, he has a gift for your past, a gift for your present, and he's got a gift for the future. He has eternal life waiting for us. Now hear me out. There's somebody here today, you're, you're, you're plagued by uncertainty. The fact that you don't know what's going to happen is eating you alive. The fact that you don't know what's going to happen with your job in 2020. You don't know what's going to happen with, with the school and education and your daughter and your son or your marriage. 
there's uncertainty and you're worried about tomorrow. And I love this old adage that says, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And I know he holds the future. And life is just, it's the living just because he lives. That's it. Life is worth living because he lives. I don't know, I don't know, what, I don't know who, what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know who holds the future. I don't know what's going to happen on Christmas Day, but I know who's got the future. I know he's for me. I know he's got me. Here's the deal. If you let the world come on you, you're going to feel incredibly uncertain. But God says, I got a gift for you. I've got a gift for you. You don't have to worry about this life. The world, this is not your home. You're just passing through. You don't live here. You don't dwell here. I've got eternal life waiting for you. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God the gift we can't earn and we don't deserve, but he wants to give us in exchange for our sin and our mess up. That gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I know this is um, an overly simplistic Christmas message today, but I'm telling you, God wants, God wants you to come with all your stuff. The best gift you can give him isn't your perfect life. It isn't serving at the Christmas Eve service. The best gift you can give him isn't your legacy offering or your heart. The best gift you can give him is your sin. Take it, God. I give it to you. It's not mine to carry. I, I give it to you. And when you do, he, he doesn't sarcastically say, okay, here he is again, third time this week. When you come to him with your sin, he doesn't say, I told you, Gabriel, it would only be a matter of seconds. He doesn't say, well, that didn't take very long, did it? No. He says, that's what I've always wanted. I've always wanted this. It's why I came to this earth. I came to, to bear your sin, to bear your shame. I came to take that from you. And it's the perfect gift. I've always wanted this. And I know it's my birthday. I, I know you're here to celebrate me, but hey, I want to give you a gift. I want to give you a gift. Can, can I give you a gift for your past? Can I give you a gift for your present right now? Can I give you some peace in your mind? Can I give you the hope of eternal life? That's what he wants for us. Amen? Amen. Whew. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he covers my past. I'm grateful that he settled yesterday. 
I'm grateful that he's settled all my sin and that he takes care of today, that I don't have to worry and that he holds tomorrow. I'm grateful for that. What I want to do is just lead us in a time of prayer right now. If you would just bow your heads and close your eyes. And I just want you to know that every one of these gifts that I've talked about today, every one of them is available to you today. Every one of them is available to you. So if, if, if you're, wherever you're sitting, just, just receive this prayer that, God, we thank you today. We thank you that we're able to bring our mess to you. We're able to bring our sin. We're able to bring our issues. We're able to bring our dilemmas. We're, we're able to bring our brokenness to you. And you don't stiff arm us. You don't make us wait in line. You embrace us. And it's a gift that you've wanted so much from the creation of the world. It's why you sent your son so that we could bring you this sin and this issue. And you don't just tolerate it, Lord. You want it. It doesn't irritate you, Father. It doesn't irritate you when we bring it to you. You delight to show us mercy, and we thank you for that today. We thank you for this gift of salvation, this gift for our past, that you've washed us clean, that you've given us hope, you've given us freedom. We thank you for that today, that our past is in the past, in Jesus' name. We thank you for peace of mind in exchange for our troubled minds. You're giving us peace. You're giving us peace in our heart. We may be dealing with guilt or grief or grudges, but you give us peace. You give us joy. You, you change, you exchange what we bring to you for peace in our hearts, and we thank you for that today, Lord. So we pray that over every marriage, over every relationship. We pray for businessmen and businesswomen and college students and young people and children and everybody in the sound of my voice today. I thank you for peace that passes all understanding today. I thank you for that, Father. And then there's some of you here today that you say, Ben, my future is not certain. I don't know where I would spend eternity. If I died right now, I don't know where I would go. I don't know that heaven is my home. I don't know that, and I want to know. And I'm talking to Christians and non-Christians. I'm talking to somebody here today who you know you're not a Christian, but you want, you want Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You want to know him. You want to walk with him. You want to give your life to him today. And I'm not going to make you stand up. I'm not going to make you come to the front. But if you're here today and you say, Ben, I want my I want my eternity secured in Jesus. I want to know I'm going to heaven. I want to invite him as the Lord and Savior of my life. If that's you today, just boldly slip up your hand right where you are just between me and you. Thank you. Who else today? Thank you. Thank you. Who else would say, that's me, Ben. Count me in that prayer. I want to know beyond the shadow of a doubt. Thank you. I see you right there. Who else would say, that's me, Ben. I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. And I want, I want this gift. I want this exchange. Thank you so much. I see you up front. I see you towards the back. Thank you. I want to give God my life in exchange. I want him to give me eternity with him a gift for my future anybody else today amen amen come on let's say this prayer together say jesus i give you my life i surrender not my way but your way have your way in my life i give you my mess 
my sin, my brokenness. Will you cleanse me? Will you forgive me? Will you wash me and make me new? Thank you for saving me. From this day forward, I will live for you the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen.